Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Sounds Like a You Problem. This is episode 12. We're going to talk about my sobriety. In the last episode, we talked about my alcoholism, and I'm I'm hoping it was well-received. I don't know because I'm filming this directly after um, I'm filming that, and I just... I just want to say that if you understood where I was coming from, thank you. If you gave me grace and are compassionate or even the slightest bit empathetic to me changing my behavior now for the better, I appreciate you so, so much. Um, my story and my whole MO here is to spread awareness about alcoholism and how young it can start and how easily it can you know, go from emotional dependency to physical dependency, as well as change your whole life, ruin your whole life, ruin every relationship you've ever, I mean, I, I just everything. I want to cover everything. I want to cover all the bases. I want to spread that message and that awareness because that's something good that I can do that came from that very, very, very dark time in my life. And, um, Today we're going to talk about my sobriety. So yeah, kind of where we left off with the alcoholism. If you didn't watch that video or listen to that episode, maybe you should. You might be a little lost, but I think you'll be fine either way. So I had a medical taper and I started to still feel the effects of withdrawal, but I decided to get on YouTube and I created such a community. So many people were outpouring love and support and understanding and I was just talking about everything. I let everything out there and to see the the love and the grace that people were showing me and to explain the difficulties, the legalities, the, like how expensive it was and what I was going through and getting the breathalyzer put on my car and getting a new car and getting a license and getting all of these things was so hard and so challenging in the beginning but it really did give me something to focus on and I dived in like head first to probably 12 different hobbies I talk about this all the time I was working three jobs I was selling my paintings I was door dashing I was working at a fast food restaurant I quickly moved up to being an assistant general manager at said fast food restaurant I was working 60 hours a week it was crazy just at that job um, because I just wanted to get as much money as I could to help take the burden financially off of what I was going through. I had a probation officer. I had SATOP classes to go to. I had to pay fines. I had to pay legal fees. I had to pay court fees. I had to pay my lawyer. So it was a lot. And I wanted to work really, really hard at it because I had made a promise to myself that I was going to prove to myself that I loved myself more. And that's why I was getting sober. And through this sobriety journey of learning to love myself more, it forced me, getting sober forced forced me to learn who I was because your early 20s is where you figure out who you are like from 19 to 23 and that's the time that I was addicted to alcohol so I didn't really ever take inventory of my life or what I was doing or what I liked to do or what I enjoyed or what I didn't enjoy I would pretty much do anything and was down for anything at that point because I liked to do anything if I was drunk. Um, so again, it just made me take a full inventory of my life of who I was hanging out with, what was I doing, and I cut off friends and set boundaries and realized like I'm gonna have to change my entire life and I did. I did. I started to create a nighttime routine. I had like a bath and I would make it like this big elaborate thing with bath bombs and soaps and bubbles and like you know facials and skincare and I'd never had a skincare routine and I started brushing my teeth every single night and that was a habit I had to create because I'd never had it before and I would work out at night at home just like do as many setups as I could just to tire myself out because I felt like a fucking superhuman. I could not <laughs> for the life of because I literally felt like a superhuman. I had so much energy because I wasn't sleeping 
for four years. When you drink alcohol, you are much closer to a level of unconsciousness than you are actually sleeping. So my brain was like rested and I was like going off the bare minimum and I was just like awake for like 16 hours a day working my butt off and then I would still have trouble sleeping. So I would like work out and I was like, what can I do to elevate my life and make my life better? And I started looking into like storage containers and labelers and buying new furniture and um, just so many things. Like I said, creating a skincare routine and um, a nighttime routine. And I still to this day have the same nighttime routine, except we don't have a bathtub in my new home. So um, like I get out of the shower First, before the shower, I go in my room and I light a candle and I spray my bed with a lavender spray, which I've done forever, and I turn on a heating pad and then I go take a shower and I get out of the shower and I come into here and I do my skincare and then I go to my bed and I write down everything that I'm grateful for. I've done that since I got sober. I write down everything that I'm grateful for. I write it in present tense, past tense, and future tense. So I am truly grateful for my alcoholism because it has made me be so much more grateful for so many things and it puts me in a good headspace and so I'll script write that and then I'll blow out my candle and you know I'll now what I've integrated is editing a lot of videos in bed or scheduling a lot of videos in bed whether it's on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram I'm like putting in the work this is my daydream it's what I want to do I want to share my message I want to share my love and passion for makeup with others um and I also do a lot of marketing and advertising for myself for my own business, which is a makeup and lash and brow business. I do lash extensions, brows, and makeup. If you didn't know, now you do. So I just did everything. And to this day, I'm still looking for things that I'm like, where can I elevate my life? Like, I got automatic salt and pepper grinders. Like, I... I got a Sam's Club membership. It made me feel like I was in a different tax bracket. Like, I just did things that made me feel like I would... like that are literal easy steps to make you the person you want to be and you can manifest as much as you want but if you don't put any action behind it nothing's gonna happen for you like it takes me back to that Kim Quig Kim Kardashian quote where she's like no one wants to work anymore get your ass up and go to work that's what I'm saying. Like, go to work. Work your ass off. If that's a person you want to be, if there's a dream that you have, you cannot get rid of a desire. A desire will always be there. So if you desire something, you have to just work for it. You have to go for it. And back to failure versus success, like failure not existing, it might not work out if you try or attempt a certain way. That means you're read... What? Did you listen to that episode? It means you're being redirected in a different route to figure the shit out and we're gonna figure it out because if you're not doing this it's a you problem okay that's a you problem (laughs) that's why I love the title of this podcast so much and I'm so glad that it came to me it's funny because two valentine's days ago Jordan got me a t-shirt on the back of it it says sounds like a you problem because he says I say that all the time and I was saying it ironically um but then it just hit me when I was I made a mental health awareness and sobriety clothing brand and I decided to quit that and I knew that eventually I was going to it was called recovered and I knew I was going to quit that and turn it into a podcast and I thought about keeping the same name and you can find us on Facebook if you want it is under recovered but I ended up the name won't change I Facebook if you're watching this let me change my name to sounds like a you problem please thank you um it hasn't went through yet I don't know why it won't let me change the name doesn't matter. You can find us there. But that was like my whole goal was I just wanted to spread this message of kindness, of positivity, of like, of like, there is something on the other side. It it takes work. It's not easy. It's not always fun. It doesn't always feel like the easiest choice because it's not. 
but it's worth it in so many more ways than one, not just to be the best version of yourself, like not just to get over an addiction and be sober, but to really put work into being the person that you want to be. And, you know, that for me was like finding time to spend more time with my dogs, spend more time with loved ones, spend more time at home, cook more home-cooked meals. Like, I, I had to figure out what my desires were, and then I had to find ways where I could maybe purchase products or items or obtain items that made that easier um, and made those things happen in a more fun way, like getting a vegetable chopper so I can make my favorite salad ever so easily so that I'm eating healthier and I'm also getting to enjoy my favorite meal but it's just quicker and easier. I, like, I don't know if that makes sense, but like I have changed and shifted my mindset and I was reading self-help books about how to make money and how to be a badass and all, all of the self-help books. And the common theme and denominator between all of those is your mindset. And when I worked at a rehab, when I was 10 months sober, I worked at a rehab and it opened my eyes to so many different types of alcoholism, but also so many different types of addiction, which comes with so many different types of recovery. And I loved that it gave me that broad expanse and that knowledge and that experience. I had someone message me the other day. I'm going to cry. And he was like, Daisy, I wanted to reach out to you. It's been almost a year. Like you changed my life. What you said to me changed my life. And I'm so proud of him. And I can't believe that something I said changed someone's life because if I could change anyone's life, just one, just that one person which I have, it inspires me and motivates me to know that I can continue to do that and, and reach the masses potentially. And you don't necessarily have to be struggling from an addiction. And I remember when he came into that rehab, he said, it doesn't matter. I don't, I'm just going to go back to drinking. I'm still going to drink. Um, and he texted me and said, you know, I don't drink hard liquor. I'm very specific about when I do drink. So he is not fully sober. Um, and that's the path he chose and that worked out for him. He's like, you know, I only drink beer and I only do it on holidays or special occasions, like at the lake with family. He's like, I don't drink liquor. I don't abuse it. He's like, I, I'm not an addict anymore. And I'm like, I'm so proud of you because when he came in there, he said, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go back to it. I'm just gonna, it's fine. Like, I'm just going to go back to drinking. And he was a kid that was a little bit younger than me, but not much. And I just remember, like, I just remember being like, dude, what if, what if one drink leads you back to it? Like, I was like, you have to reprogram your brain and your mindset overall to make sure that one drink won't lead you back to it. Like, I, while you're here, at least put in the work to try to change your mindset. Um, don't, you know, I'm not telling you that you can't go back to drinking in a very responsible way. In my opinion, for me, there's no point. But I understand where you struggle and where that comes in. But please just change your mindset first so that you make sure that you put in some work that doesn't land you back in this place. And and that's where the mindset comes in, guys. Um, it's all about your mindset. And I... Also at the rehab, we would write down every single day what our goal for the day was, what we were grateful for, and um, the clients would do this. We called them clients, not patients, but the clients would do this, the members. We called them members. What am I talking about? We called them members. 
but the members of the rehab um, would write that down and I would do it too. And I, days I didn't work, I would also do it because I was like, this is so good and helpful. And it actually educated me because I, if you listen to my last video, I didn't go to a rehab or a detox center or any of that. I did medically responsibly detox. It can be fatal. So please, if you're listening to this, don't just quit cold turkey. Um, get medical professional help. However, being exposed to that situation and that environment made me grow. And writing down what you're grateful for, I mean, it's, it's, it, I think it's a practice everyone should have. And it, I get it. It's annoying. It's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you know, whatever. Do it. Do it. Do it for a week. Do it for a week. Do the things you don't like to do, okay? Do the things you don't like to do, and it will change your life. As long as they're good things. Like, <laughs> I don't know how else to convey it, but like, you've got to put in the work, you've got to get up, you've got to recognize it. And if you guys need a video on motivation, I, we're going to do a podcast on motivation. I think that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, this is life altering. It is life changing. And if you, and you're not a tree, you're not stuck, you can move. So when it comes to sobriety and taking inventory of your life, it forced me to do that. So it forced me to look at relationships, at hobbies, at what I do for fun, at what I don't like to do, what makes me uncomfortable, where I should set boundaries, um, how I can elevate my life, how I can be the it girl, why I should change my mindset, where I should be grateful and when I should be grateful and how I can practice gratitude. Um, meditation, I tried that, didn't work for me. Um, listening to sleep sounds, and eight, you know, 80, 20 HZ and frequencies didn't work for me. And I tried it. I reading self-help books, I learned things, but it wasn't the end all be all. All of these things I I I tackled and indulged in to see what fits, what fits my lifestyle. And me writing down my gratitude is the best one yet. And there are days, sometimes um, weeks, where like I will forget or I'll get out of that habit or that pattern and I will miss it and I will go back to it. And in the wintertime, the winter blues, I'm telling you, if you can write a list of the things that bring you joy and happiness, and th then anytime you're in a bad mood, you can go to that list and be like, okay, what is something that I can do today? I have 10 bucks, but it's cold out. So I don't want ice cream and ice cream's on the list. Okay, but I have 10 bucks. So what else could I do that would bring me joy with 10 bucks? Um, things like that. Like you need a resource, like a log of things. And I, I challenge you to challenge yourself to come up with those things and have that list to go back to because it will be so beneficial for you. You'll learn so much about yourself and it will help you in moments of sadness, of darkness, of weakness, of, of confusion, of feeling stuck. Um, because it's helped me more times than one. So I just, I, it's a really, it, just try it. Please just try it. I, I don't know how else to convince you. I just don't know how else. And I don't want to be mean. I want to be nice in this episode because we were kind of sad in the last one. And yeah, so try it. Let me know what you think. Also, ginger ale, I'm lying. Canada Dry came out with cranberry ginger ale and blackberry ginger ale. And I, as a recovering alcoholic, unite if you're a recovering alcoholic you know that really carbonated fun beverages like this are like the vibe and I love the cranberry sprite they come out with every year but I also love ginger ale so I had to get this I got them at Sam's Club so good so good you know what else this is perfect for making mocktails um, I also dived headfirst into that. I got literal liquor alternatives that were non-alcoholic. They weren't even alcohol removed. They were non-alcoholic. And I, um, I had like a little mocktail phase where I tried mocktails. Um, but the thing is my coping skill was alcohol and I have different coping skills now. So I would just be like bored and be like, oh, I guess I could make a mocktail instead of like 
being in a bad mood and being like, wow, I want to drink. I'll make a mocktail. That never occurred to me because I'd be like, wow, I'm in a bad mood. What do I do now for my bad moods and my hard days? Like, I do a routine. I take a bath. I dive into a hobby. I might take a nap. I might journal. I might write about it. I might... Um, do something to distract myself, to pull myself out of that mood. There, are, I have a lot more healthy, different coping skills now um, that I utilize. So that wasn't my go-to. So it just didn't really fit my lifestyle. I still have them sometimes, like at holidays. Thanksgiving's coming up. I'll probably bring a mocktail because my sister will probably drink wine. She's hosting Thanksgiving. And it helps people, one, to not ask me if I want to drink. Two, to not like feel left out and three to not have to explain anything to anyone and there's something so weird about it because I'm not embarrassed to be sober I'm not embarrassed to not drink alcohol and I'm not embarrassed to tell someone that I'm sober and that's why I'm not drinking but I am embarrassed of standing out in a room full of people that fit together because they're drinking alcohol isn't that weird? I need to, I'm going to dive a little deeper into that. Um, along with my sobriety journey, when I finally had enough funds, when I got some of the legality um, financial burden taken down, I went and found a therapist. And it was hard. I've had a bad, I had a bad experience prior with a therapist and I didn't want to do it for years. And I finally found one. I took the time to do it and I did it. And I'm so glad that I did. It helped me process my father's death and it helped me set a boundary with my mother that was so, so, so necessary and needed. And I probably never would have done that without him. And it's also good to just have someone who's unbiased from an outside perspective tell you things. And it's also nice to feel heard sometimes and just to vent to someone that you know it's not going to affect anything in your family or in your close social gathering. Um, so I highly recommend therapy. At some point you're like, okay, I'm aware of what I'm doing and why I'm, I'm doing it, you know, but um, you can always go back to therapy. I think it's an on and off thing um, depending on what you've been through. I want to explore some more intense therapy, but right now financially like that's not an option. So I'm going to get into a point where that financially is an option and explore that resource for myself because I want to go to a more, like I said, a more intense therapy experience. Um, talk therapy is good though. I think everyone should try it at least once. Even Jordan, my boyfriend, tried it. Um, so another thing is I knew I got diagnosed with my panic disorder finally. We touched on that in the last video and I found a psychiatrist. It took me forever to decide that I wanted to take medication. Go listen to number 10, episode number 10, medication is okay. Um, and you will understand. But uh, once I finally got to that point where I was like, this is debilitating. We've tried everything. It's not working. Where do we go from here? All right, medication it is. And then the first psychiatrist prescribed me something and I was violently ill. And then I had to go to another psychiatrist. And all of that was hard. All of it was hard. It was hard to find a psychiatrist. It was hard to get myself to go. It was hard to get myself to even get to a point that I knew that I acknowledged that I needed a psychiatrist so that I could take medication. And then I'm sensitive to meds. And then the first one didn't work. So then I was like defeated and, and disheartened and like, great, this isn't going to work. And then found a new one. And it made, I literally cried. I felt like a normal person. Go listen to that episode, episode 10, medication is okay. Um, it relates to this subject so heavily. And I think I'm going to do an episode on motivation. Let me know what you guys think. If you guys are still watching this, thank you so much. Sobriety has given me a life I never thought that I would have. I am so grateful every single day to be alive. And I think that if you write down your gratitude, you might see a lot of changes in your mood and your mental health, especially around this time of year. It can be so, so beneficial. Um, yeah.
sobriety is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And I am grateful for my alcoholism because it led me to be the most, you know, through the most gratifying, humbling experience of my life, which I say often, but that's because it was and it is. And it, I think that it always probably will be. So if you're sober today, I'm so proud of you. And if you're trying to get sober today, I'm so, so proud of you. I love you guys all so much. If you would just leave me a five-star rating on Spotify or a comment down in the YouTube comments, letting me know what you think of this video or letting me know um, how long you've been sober. I would love, love to hear it, um, and cheer each other on in the comments. Be kind, be nice, um, and I will, uh, I'll see you guys all in the next episode of Sounds Like a You Problem.